In the Pits is sponsored by Hustletown Paintball. Hustletown is a brand by Jason Tinsley of Houston that is all about representing Houston paintball and highlighting its local talent. Head to hustletownpaintball.net to browse their selection of casual wear and use code PIT10 for 10% off of your order. In the Pits is partnered with Compete. Compete is a Texas-based brand by Jell Stewart of professional team AC Diesel that provides custom jerseys, pants, headbands, straps, tech shirts, and any other soft goods to help individuals and teams compete at the highest level. Support Texas Paintball and message Compete on Facebook or Instagram and mention In the Pits podcast for 10% off your entire order. In the Pits is sponsored by FU Athletics, created with a purpose and focused on building a better you. We are a brand that matters in your workout, and every purchase gives back to cancer research. Go to thefuathletics.com and use code INTHEPITS25 for 25% off of your order. In the Pits is partnered with Get That Shot. Get That Shot now offers first-in-line photo and video editing, 20% off Get That Shot merch, and 20% off prints to all teams that wear the Get That Shot logo on their jersey. Message getdat underscore shot on Facebook or Instagram to become a Get Dat Shot program team. In the Pits is partnered with Paintball Kumite. Paintball Kumite is a program designed by Colt Roberts of professional team San Antonio X Factor to take paintball players of all ages, experience levels, and skill groups and mold them into champions. The program breaks the game down into small, easy-to-learn sessions designed to help you master the fundamentals so that you can elevate your game. Newcomers to the program get a free one-hour introductory class when mentioning In the Pits. To sign up for a class, message at Paintball Kumite on Instagram. Welcome everyone to episode 40 of In the Pits Paintball Podcast. This podcast is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene here in Texas, from professional players and teams to new divisional programs, local tournament series, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week we will have a short and sweet episode with a new topic and a new special guest. I'm Christian Smith, I'm a player for the Texas Titans, and this episode we are going in the pits with Julian Cruz, player and captain for Team Diversity out of Lost Paintball. Julian, how are you doing this evening? I'm good, how are you? Doing great. Uh, this episode, uh, we're excited. I mean, Bunker Fest is just two days away now. Uh, I know your team is going to be participating. Are you all looking forward to it? Yeah, we are. We're pretty excited about the the change of the scene with the new tournament coming in. Yeah, that absolutely. It is. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely uh, a shakeup for the local scene here in Texas for anybody that's maybe not familiar with Texas or from listening from outside of Texas. Uh, Bunker Fest is a brand new series uh, coming in. They had a one-off event two years ago in Round Rock, which is just north of Austin, Texas. And then last year they had a one-off event over in Louisiana at LAX Paintball, but they're having a full series this year. So it's going to be definite uh, change in the scenery for sure. For sure. So, uh, Julian, let's get into it. For those listening that maybe don't know so much about you personally, how long have you been involved in the Texas paintball scene? I started playing in 2012, 2011, 2012. And um, my first tournament was 2012, and I've been playing pretty much since uh, I was 15, 16, and now I'm 26. Gotcha. So you've been, you've been at it for quite a while then. And normally I ask uh, 
players, uh, what teams they've played for over the years. But for you, it's really just a one word answer. Yeah, it's just diversity. And that's uh, really impressive that you've been uh, not only just on the one team this entire time, but that it's been going like consistently for that entire time. So y'all are entering what into your 11th year at this point. Mm. Yeah, that's a huge milestone. Uh, yeah, y'all must be really proud of being able to keep that team going. Yeah, I didn't realize that it was actually that long. And I even told Mike, the uh, the field owner, like, because we hadn't realized that it's that long. Um, and then I know that in like in the script, we talked about how Notorious has also been there that long. I think technically we started a year before them, because I remember we held a small like three man and they came back when Marky was 12 and all of that. Wow. Yeah, so y'all have got some serious history going on with your team. So uh, tell us about how you first got into playing paintball. Um, so it wasn't the it wasn't the birthday party thing or anything like that that everybody else normally does. I in well in middle school I had like been interested in paintball. I don't know exactly why. I think a friend told me about it, but I never was able to go because my parents were just worried about me getting injured and stuff. But then in high school I heard that there was a paintball club like on the announcements. And it turned out to be from one of the other, I was in band at the time. It was from one of the other band members. His like parent owned it. So that was Mike. So Mike was the owner. Jonathan was the guy that went to school with me. And they were having like a meeting, like a meet and greet on like a Friday or Thursday or something. It was sometime during the week. And so I went there and it was like a 45 minute drive and lost paintball. If you don't know where it's at, it's like up the hill in San Marcos on like a like a really windy road it's far away from everything and so my parents dropped me dropped me off way out there with just this guy Jonathan and Mike was hanging out but it was just me and Jonathan um and then he like gave me a tour of the whole field uh there was only really one field there but we he like walked me through everything he walked me through their gun station all of the other stuff and then um I think Mike was like burning fire like dead wood or something at the time but then I had a, at the end of it, I had to call my parents to come pick me up, and it was going to take them 30, 40 minutes to come pick me up. Mm-hmm. Mike actually gave me dinner. Like we had, I remember we had spaghetti that very first night. I hadn't met either of these people before this, and he gave me dinner. So that was pretty good. And shout out to Mike. Uh, my uh, Funny enough, my first paintball experience was actually also at Lost Paintball. Um, I was uh, on summer just after my freshman year of high school, so this was 2011. Uh, May of 2011, I had uh, we, me and a couple of my high school friends who I think we were all in band at the time as well, uh, we decided to go play paintball for the first time. And this was probably two years or so, I want to say, before X Factor was built. Uh, so we ended up going to Lost. And most of us lived in... Uh, shirt selma area which is just south of new Braunfels, so it was you know a decent drive to go all the way up to lost paintball in san marcus but Mm -hmm. it was you know a really good time uh so lost paintball has definitely been going strong for quite a while and uh, i'm sure that it's been uh responsible not just for our origins but many others as well yeah it's a pretty nice place for sure. So uh, next question is brought to us by Hustletown Paintball. Head to hustletownpaintball.com. And uh, that's a change. It's not hustletownpaintball.net anymore. It's hustletownpaintball.com. Use code PIT10 for 10% off of your order. 
So you've been in the scene for 11 years now, at least on the competitive side for 11 years uh, and with diversity the entire time. So throughout that time, what are some things that have you've noticed that have changed within the Texas scene, either for better or for worse? Uh, I guess the first thing was um, X Factor getting made because when X Factor got made, it brought a lot of more people towards that area. And with that, I don't remember when Outlaw came out, but I just remember everything that we heard about was at X Factor. Like whenever we were trying to get into tournaments, it was like, you have to go to X Factor. You have to play at the tournaments there. You have to play AXPL. And now we have like the HTPL, which we played last year. Uh, you have Bunker Fest, you have USXBL. And there's just a lot more things to do. Like you have Paintball Fit, you have Outlaw, you have the new Wasteland field. Um, there's just so many more. I guess fields are getting talked about more, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's surprising that there are so many fields that are coming up. I mean, Outlaw has been around since at the very least 2015. I'm sure it's been around a couple of years before that as well. Uh, 2015 is when I started playing there as a freshman in college, but that field's been around and uh, you're seeing that there's a pretty decent player base playing out of there now, uh, not just with uh, Notorious making the move from X Factor to outlaw but you've also got teams like austin hypnotic who were uh you know members of that were part of the atx kings before then uh you also have austin evolution which i know a couple of players uh you're familiar with uh and uh let's see who else plays there now you've got austin oni um man i'm forgetting a team or two uh and i i feel really bad for forgetting because we were just there this past weekend um but there's there's a pretty solid player base playing out of austin and there's a significant talent and it's not unique to just outlaw like anytime these fields pop up in texas they're you know over the next year or two there's players that come out and start building up the local talent pool and there is talent just about everywhere you go in texas and that's a really cool thing to see yeah it is yeah and not just that but like the the different styles that come out of it as well like i, I would say that there's like a, a distinctive style for all of the players that play up at paintball fit versus the players that play at outlaw versus the players that play at x factor it's really cool to see like the clash of the different camps whenever uh they meet up either at usxbl Bunker Fest, NXL, or whatever local series there is. So uh, we said on, we've talked about on your uh, PB Leagues profile. It says you've only ever played events with diversity, and you've played every single event that diversity has been a part of, all the way back to 2012, which would make diversity the longest continuously active divisional program in Texas. Y'all have not taken a break at all. You've played uh, multiple events every year starting in 2012. Uh, I know FSU has been around for quite a long time, but I think diversity predates them because I know FSU, like uh, members of that, especially Marky, have been on other uh, programs or other, at least other teams with different names. Uh, so tell us about how uh, diversity began as a team. So with that paintball club thing that we had, it was just like a paintball club. There was just a high school group of friends. There was only like four of us but separate from that jonathan uh the club leader i guess was jonathan was wanting to start like a like a competitive paintball team and i thought that that sounded interesting and so i said sure so we had like three of us um 
three or four of us, but we didn't have like electronic markers. I think Jonathan had an electronic marker, but I didn't. Uh, so we just had our own. We called ourselves a paintball team, but we weren't really a team yet. It wasn't until a couple months later, whenever we had enough people to get ready for the first AXBL that we had one. Um, and then slightly before that, or maybe the same year, uh, the whole. So the first day that I went to Lost, the airball field was in the middle of our like our one rec ball field that we had then. And then the second time I went, it had moved, and it had moved to where our current airball field is. And that was because the Texas State paintball team had come out, and they had cleared out the land. They had, like, I guess they moved the bunkers, but in the whole process, was the idea was that they were going to have their own... There's a, there's a YouTube video about this on... Uh, about this whole thing, if you want to look it up, but it never really happened. They cleared out the land, they brought turf in, and they got a whole new bunker set. It was over the course of a couple of years that this all happened, but the whole plan was that that would be like the home field for Texas State, similar to how like you know Zooms is connected to A and M, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was the plan for that. So whenever they started doing that, me and Jonathan were like, "Hey, can we do drills with you?" And they're like, "Sure." And so we would go and we do drills with them a couple times, and then they were ordering jerseys, and we were like, "We want jerseys too." Like we plan to go to Texas State. Can we get a jersey? Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Sure." So we paid them dues, and now I have a. Texas State paintball jersey from like 2012, and uh, I think that's pretty fun. Because the other the other thing with that is our first tournament that we went to was uh, it was D4 five man at AXBL, and they also went into the same tournament, which is pretty fun to see. Uh, that is that is super cool. I mean, I know that uh, one of my teammates on the Texas Titans, his name is uh, Michael my, Lundgren. Yeah, yeah he he was, he was a part of that. Uh, you know, clearing all the land and kind of building that for Texas State. So that's a really cool connection that we have there. Uh, so yeah. you've been keeping this team going for going on 11 years now. Uh, tell us how that's been. Have you had uh, like pretty much the same players or have you had ebbs and flows of the roster? Uh, how, how has that looked like as far as your uh, player base on your team? Um, there has been, I guess you could say the best part is that there's been batches of people. So we would have like a good solid batch and then maybe some people would have to leave and then we get a different batch in of two or three and then those people have to leave. I don't know how many, if if you haven't pulled up, I don't know how many total people have been on the roster, but I know that I'm the only one that's been here the entire time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I think the next highest person. So you've played 36 events for team diversity and that's not including uh, four events where you were listed as staff or like a division five uh, uh, I guess line yeah. in the diversity program. So, uh, I think the next highest person is either at I want to say sixteen. I had it pulled up earlier, but they were like less than half of your involvement. So, probably, uh, yeah, Jonathan, probably, yeah. So, Jonathan and I were, I guess, the co-owners of it, and then Jonathan uh, joined the military, and so he he went off in like 2016, 2017. And so after that, I essentially took over as the owner, I guess, or captain and owner. Uh, but Mike is our, I guess, manager and coach. And so Mike has been with us since, I think, 20... I mean, he was always there, but since 2013 on, he's been helping us, you know, get better. And it's really hard. There was, like, a, some times where Mike would have a stint where he, like, needed to spend more time away. And so when I was by myself, it was really hard because we'd be doing drills and stuff. And, like, I would have the whistle around my neck and I would start the game and then like drop it so that I can play, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's a lot, 
it's definitely a huge help to have Mike or just anyone else around, but really just Mike. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so as far as like how you're able to get new players in as, you know, ebbs and flows come in and out, uh, is it mostly just players local to diversity or do you hold open tryouts or where are you pulling these new players in from? Um, we've held a couple of tryouts before they haven't been that successful. A lot of the time really is just, yeah, rent, rental, uh, like rec ball players or people mm-hmm. that we know of. Um, there's, and so we had John who was a regular at the field and John brought out, um, his friend Andy and now Andy's on like our top line. I mean, John is too, but, uh, Andy's like a really good player now and he's been playing for like a year and a half, which is crazy. And then we had like Tay who came and he had played a couple times before, but Tay came in on our like our regular practice day, and he was just jumping in with drills with us. And I remember one of them, uh, it was like a touch the cone drill, like two two on one side, you have to go touch the cone. He like dropped his gun, and he like ran up, and he touched the cone like really quick. And I we were like, um, you need to have your gun with you, but also that was really good. <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, really cool that you're pulling in these local rec players and bringing them into the tournament side of things for the very first time. Uh, so tell us about your role on the team. Uh, so you're, you are the captain of diversity, but what does that involve exactly both on the field and behind the scenes? Um, I, I guess I set the tempo for how we act or behave, or I guess how we do things like with Mike, everything. I, it's really interesting because if you look at all these other teams and people are always getting mad at each other for things with us, it's like. It's mainly just if you're upset about something, you would talk to Mike about it. Or, um, yeah, that's really it. Like, a lot of people have different temperaments, and my temperament's very different than other people. Um, It's pretty calm most of the time. Um, I can get excited about things, but I'm not like a... Like, you know, people have, like, chants and stuff. We don't have stuff like that. We We just do what we do, I guess. Right. I wonder how much of that do you think... So I know you are about to graduate college and you're an education major, uh, correct? Yeah. Yeah. What is the age group that you, uh, that you're working with in your major? So I'm going to be, uh, certified to teach all ages. So early child through 12. Um, my goal is to be, I mean, I'm going to be able to just pick, but Mm -hmm. my goal would be to be at a, a middle school. Um, I just feel like those, I can connect with them at a different level than the average person can. A lot of people are like, oh, I hate middle school. Why would you want to do that? I like I did block uh, where you'd like spend the whole semester there, but it's not student teaching yet a couple semesters ago. And it just it felt super easy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with that, like semi related, I work at like a, a preschool. And so like regularly, like today, I had four year olds. So I had like 12, four year olds that I was, you know, teaching, uh, managing the classroom. Gotcha. So are you finding that like these skills that you're learning through uh, your college education, are you carrying any of that over as like the, the guy in charge on your team? Somewhat, but at the same time, I feel like it's also like an inherent thing. Like my mom mm-hmm. has worked with kids for a long time and my mom works with like baby babies. So like babies who are crying the whole time. And like, just, I feel like that's something that I've ingrained from that, from like being my mom's kid. Um, and then with that, I don't, I, I feel like I bring more from the paintball into the teaching in that sense. Um, let me think of a way for that to explain that. 
Like yeah. I'm so right now I'm in my BFA thesis exhibition. So this in a couple of weeks I'm going to have like an art show going up at the Texas State Gallery, and we're split up into groups so that each week is like a different group. I'm one of the coordinators for my group, and I didn't really like. We were going around in a circle, like saying what what skills we had, and I didn't even bring it up. But I said I was just like I could do it, and then they picked me. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, I I know a lot of what you're talking about. Like uh, I am an elementary music teacher, so I see on a daily basis kids anywhere from four years old all the way up to eleven or twelve, and you you just kind of have to be like the guy a lot of times uh it's like hey something needs to happen you are the you got to do it if it if you don't make it happen it doesn't get done and right uh as someone who was also in charge of his own team not uh not like it is right now with the Texas Titans where we have like a fully fleshed out uh officer board with different members or different roles uh I was also on the Texas Longhorns where I you know for a lot of it I was pretty much just the guy and if it you know learned a very valuable lesson there where if you want something to happen you have to make it happen otherwise it's not going to get done uh and also just how important it is to lay the groundwork earlier so that uh you know when it comes time even you know weeks months or even a year in advance uh, then that's set up and ready to go for you to have either the benefits or whatever it is that you needed to set up. Right. And you're also the example. So like do it like showing up on time, showing up early, staying late to clean up, getting things set up for the ter- practice, uh, filling pods, cleaning pods. There'll be times I go out by myself just to clean pods before the tournament starts so that we have enough pods and I'll count them and I'll make sure I'll be like, Mike, we need to get 20 more pods. Oh man, the ever important pod war here in Texas. I'm I'm sure that's a thing everywhere in the United States, but especially here in Texas, it's pretty vicious. Right. We're pretty we're pretty lucky because we have what is essentially the field to ourselves, and so we don't lose that many, but we still lose some. Right. Yeah. Uh that's definitely a good thing. I mean, you break a pod every now and then at practice, so just right. eventually gotta replenish that somehow. So Julian, with all of the changes throughout the years, like I mean, y'all have been going for such a long time. You still manage to consistently field a team for the full season every year, multiple multiple events every year. So um, how is it that you're getting the word out about your team? Like you already said that a lot of the new players are just like local rec ballers, but are you ever having like outside players come in like specifically for the team, maybe from other fields? Um, not primarily. There's been some times where someone will like move to San Marcos and they'd be looking for a local field to practice at. Um, that's sometimes what's happened. Um, other times they usually just would be a regular that Mike would, cause Mike's always there. Mike would see a regular and be like, Hey, you should come out to the, to the thing. Uh, sometimes when you've like, in case of emergencies, we've needed to bring some people on. We've brought on Adrian one time, uh, for a three man. And then we've also brought on Lucas, uh, weeks mm-hmm. a couple of times. Yep. And those are just because they, they uh, so evolution also used to come out to loss for a while. Mm-hmm. And so we know them pretty well. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I'm familiar with both of those guys uh, very well. been playing with and against them for years now, back, you know, all the way back to 2015 when I was with the Texas Longhorns. Uh, so yeah, I also noticed that more and more diversity is uh, bringing in more and more teams to scrimmage 
at lost, especially the Dragoons uh, this past year and even just this past weekend, y'all have had the Dragoons in preparation for uh, USXBLs and now for this event as well. And then I think you added uh, two more teams, if I'm not mistaken, to right. uh, this scrimmage. So tell me more about like the teams that you're bringing in and the preparation that you're doing. So really, we're just trying to get like, you know, good connection with like a few people. We don't want to have like a whole crowd of people out there because then it wouldn't be like the same lost paintball field that we know. Um, so keeping it down, keeping it minimal is not as tight, like as tight close as we can. We've had the Dragoons out a couple of times. They're pretty good. Uh, we like playing against them. They're also very helpful to us. They talk to us in between the points to like tell us, hey, we're doing something wrong. Here's how you might be able to fix it. They ask for any feedback, things like that. They also, like, they're, whenever we scrimmage with Dragoons specifically, their, like, philosophy in however they practice and how we scrimmage is pretty on par with ours, like, trying not to, like, give any hints, well, like, not hints, but, you know, like, hey, you're not talking enough from the sidelines or things like that. And the other big thing with that is, like, how Sasha has, Sasha's a lot like Mike in a lot of ways, but he's kind of more like me. I feel like Sasha's like me. He's like me and Mike combined. Um, and so that's pretty... Uh, interesting. It's nice that like the brain, our brains are pretty, pretty close in that sense. Um, we have uh, Countdown City. Countdown City came out. We really we're good friends with Jimmy. We've known Jimmy for a long time, and it, they've just always been good to us. Uh, Evo Evo came out this last weekend too with us. Uh, they were wanting someone to scrimmage, and um, we they got invited. So. Very cool. Uh, yeah, it's it's great to see that y'all are bringing in more and more teams. I know that at least for the most part, it seems like diversity isn't a team that travels all that much to practice. I think right. we maybe had one practice where we had like this mega scrimmage at X Factor where we had something, I want to say like 20 teams right before right. one of the USXBLs like two years ago. I think uh, maybe we saw y'all at that, but other than that, y'all are typically a team that stays at Lost Paintball, and uh, it's cool to see uh, like more and more teams are coming into scrimmage. You guys, I think that's uh, you know more and more teams are saying like, hey, these guys are definitely uh, it's a worthwhile investment of our time to go and practice these guys. You know, the field is a worthwhile field to go play at. You know, they're not worried about. Uh, poor field conditions or like mismat, you know, incomplete bunker sets or anything like that. Uh, so uh, speaking about your field, you guys play at Lost Paintball, which is, uh, you know, the field that diversity has called home for its entire existence. So tell me more about uh, diversity's relationship with Lost. So uh, that iteration of the Texas State that we were, I was talking about earlier that like, you know, got the turf out there, got the bunkers there. That iteration kind of died out, not, not died out, but, you know, they, they faded away. And so diversity essentially just took the reins of, like, the how the field is set up. And now we have our own, like, you know, airball field for ourselves to practice on. Of course, it's the, the paintball, less paintballs, but that's, like, our field in the sense that whenever, like, if you go to X Factor and Outlaw when you practice or you go to regular Sunday, it's 20, 15, 10 teams out there, you know? Now we just have it just for us. So it's very different in that aspect. And so a lot of these teams will go to the these other fields and they have to like, you know, wait in line. Like I've heard that there's like you have to wait at the box. And here we don't even we don't ever have to think about doing that. We just play or practice, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely a nice thing to have. I mean, I, I can tell you that X Factor gets really packed, especially on 
weekends where X Factor, uh, the professional team, has another team flying in. And so they get uh, the second field all to themselves and everybody's pushed on to the third field or the first field. Sorry. And you've got usually if you're on the box, you're waiting like probably f- somewhere between two and five points before your lines on the box. So uh, yeah, that can cool. that can be a long time for uh, some individuals. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a really nice thing to be able to have a field completely to yourselves. You can just focus on either running points or doing situation or drills and really dial in on the stuff that you know that you need to work on. Uh, right. So go ahead. Um, so like with that, like if you're, if you're having to wait five or six points before you can actually play, when are you going to be able to do the points, but also when are you going to do drills? Cause I remember in our earlier years, we were just doing tons of drills and the way that we thought about it was like how, like you think about in football, like I wasn't in football, but you think about like sport teams, you have nothing but drills. You'd hardly ever really play a full game, but then you need to go and need to play your games, like your regular monthly games or whatever you did. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, think about baseball. You don't play, you know, you don't practice batting by going to play a full nine innings. It's just uh, inefficient use of your time. Uh, You you just dial in on the individual things that you need to work on and focus on that. Uh, So real quick, before we continue, I see we got a lot of people in the chat. Welcome to everybody that's watching. Uh, If you have something that you would like to ask Julian, Go ahead and get your questions typed into the chat. We will get to them here in just a little bit. I see that we've got uh, Mike Tilly in the chat. He says he had fun on the dozer when he was clearing the land out. Shout out to Mike. Cool. All right. So uh, with everything, uh, so this next question is brought to us by FU Athletics. So go to thefuathletics.com. Use code in the pits 25 for 25% off of your order. So with everything that diversity has done over the past uh, going on 11 years now, what has been your favorite moment in your career so far? Um, gosh, I, so the one time, so I have this picture. If you were, if you look at the thing, you know, you talked about how I've played 36 and I've only, uh, not played in four of them. One of the ones that I didn't play was the one of the ones it sucks. Cause I have two second places. One of the ones I didn't play in was the only one that we've ever won. Um, and that was the CTPL where we won the, entry to nxl texas and so i don't know that's like one of the only times i was like really super excited because like we won like i've never won anything before of course it kind of sucks that i didn't like i didn't play it but i have that in like my uh like my getting to know you presentation for like teaching um i have that picture in there because it's like maybe it says something that i wasn't playing but i was like i was the support there you know i think i was actually roughing that event oh really yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, that just goes to show you, like, winning's hard. It's very difficult, yeah. especially here in Texas. Uh, but yeah. Um, good on y'all uh, to get that win. And I think that uh, going into this weekend, uh, which the Bunker Fest event starts on Saturday for D4X ball, which y'all are competing in. And there's an insane 42 D4X teams registered to play, which is definitely the largest that, at least for a local event that we've seen in quite a long time. And y'all are playing not just teams from Texas. Like I think your bracket, you've only got one other Texas team in there. And uh, the other teams are either from Louisiana or somewhere else. I think you have a team from Tennessee. Uh, so what have y'all done uh, to prepare for this event? I know you've uh, you had that scrimmage last weekend. 
with uh, Countdown City, the Dragoons, and Austin Evolution. But what are some other things? Like, have you brought any outside coaching or clinics in, or have you like really dialed in on the drills that you're doing? What are some things that you've done to get ready? We um, we've been doing a couple like situational things. And then um, I've also done, like, for the scrimmage, I set up my, like, a blind layout. You know how Sasha sets up blind layouts or makes layouts all mm-hmm. the time? I also do that, so I made one for this past weekend so that the guys can get used to doing stuff like that. Like, remembering our calls for certain bunkers and things like that, figuring out things as, like, on the fly in that sense. We're like, okay, this isn't working. I need to switch over here. Um, mainly just stuff like that. We haven't really brought in any other coaching or clinics or anything like that we've talked about it in the past though well uh doing those blind layouts and regularly practicing them is definitely a huge advantage for a series where it's going to be entirely blind layouts uh shout out to sasha who's really the guy at x factor who uh not only builds the layouts but he creates them himself he's not pulling stuff from like past nxl events or anything he's building all these layouts himself so sasha uh we appreciate you at x factor it's definitely helping the part get ready and we think it's gonna just help give us an advantage i mean uh there's i'm sure there's plenty of fields out there where it's like nope we're we've got HTPS coming up, we're going to do that layout, or we've got XDPL, or we're just going to keep the World Cup up lay- the World Cup layout up for a while until the next thing comes out. So being able to have all of those blind layouts during the off season has uh, really kept us fresh. So Sasha, thank you for that. Right, and even with that, like sometimes we'll get bored of something, and so me and Ivan or someone else will just move a couple of bunkers here or there around. So even just little things like that affect it too. Yeah, and that's really good practice. I think that'll uh, help give you guys a leg up uh, come Saturday. Uh, so this question uh, is brought to us by Get That Shot, who's NXL Pro Media. Uh, message him, get that underscore shot on Facebook or Instagram for media coverage at BunkerFest or NXL. I think Carlos posted earlier today that he's got two slots left on Friday for any Premier Division Three teams needing media coverage, so shoot him a message. Uh, and this is a question that I ask everybody that comes on the show. So are there any Texas-based teams, players, brands, or projects that have caught your attention lately? Who do you think deserves more recognition for what they're doing? Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything. I, I tried thinking about this, but I couldn't think of much. Well, even if it's just uh, players on your team that you think are, uh, are going to be big soon or uh, any other teams that you've played against that you're like hey these guys are pretty good any anything like that or just give a shout out to uh lost paintball yeah uh so we got this new guy scott um it's pretty funny because he's i don't know he's gelled in pretty well um but he i remember his second or first day back we were doing like one-on-one drills and normally when you have like a newer player uh they're kind of like scared to move up they're kind of scared to do a lot of stuff but I remember the uh, his opponent got up to the 50 wedge, and Scott like recognized that he was shooting over here. I can make the move in the snake. And Scott's like a six foot two guy, like he's from the military. So he got into the snake, recognized that the guy was not shooting at the snake. He was shooting back where he was at, mm-hmm. where he was. And so Scott just ran up and bunkered him. We put him. He shot him like twice though, uh, which was like the our one comment was like try to shoot him more than just twice in case it doesn't break. <laughs> but on his like second day, he bunkered someone, so that was pretty cool. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, shout out to Scott. Uh, hopefully we'll uh, get to see more of that aggression this weekend. So uh, let's see, looking at the chat. Um, so y'all, if you have any questions that you want to ask Julian, get them in the chat now. Uh, I have it on subscribers only mode, but it's just for any duration. You don't have to be subscribed for 10 minutes or anything that like that. Uh, all it does is just help keep the bots out of the chat. So uh, if you have something that you want to ask Julian, hit the subscribe button. You can get your questions in the chat right away. Uh, so I actually have another question for you. Uh, so obviously you've been a part of diversity uh, for such a long time. And this is pretty much like this is you. You are diversity and you've been on this for the entire time. Have you ever had any um, like what is it that is keeping you at Lost Paintball at diversity versus like leaving to go maybe join a bigger program? Um, probably the consistency, the comfortability, the fact that it's it's not just it's me, but it's also me and the field in that sense. Like this is my field because I've been there for so long. I've been there for. I think the field was open two or three years before I went there, and now I've been there ever since. Um, it's really the longest workers there are me and Mike. And it's really just been me and Mike almost this whole time. And it's like if I were to go to another field, I think I've talked, I think I've talked about this like one time with Jonathan a long time ago. It was like if I ever wanted to leave, I would only be leaving to go to like a pro tryout or something, which I don't ever see myself doing. But it's like I just can't see myself doing anything else other than this, you know? Mm-hmm. for sure uh yeah so looking at the chat we've got a few questions that have come in so uh this first question is julian who are some of the teams you've played against that have taught you the most um taught me the most um i remember playing against the texas state team a while whenever they were f- whenever we were first starting up and i remember like just getting shot a whole bunch of times during those drills but then like a year later Whenever we were helping them set up their their tryout or something, they were having it so that their the five guys trying out were playing against our five, and I remember we just smoked them <laughs> the whole time. That's uh, really cool to be able to gauge your progress like that against a team. Um, that... Yeah, another team uh, back when AXBL was a thing, there was a team from Louisiana, Carnage, and mm-hmm. Carnage was a team that was like, I don't know if you played back then, but Carnage was a team that was winning like all the time in D four five man. And so there was two tournaments, I think, that they played uh, where they just didn't lose a game to anyone. The only people that they lost a game to, those two tournaments, were us, which was very, like, it was, it felt very good. Like, we beat the person that got first place. Of course, we didn't get first place, but Mm -hmm. it was just, like, you know, like, there's still something there, you know? For sure. I mean, it tells you what's, uh, what's possible, what, you know, the potential that you guys have. Uh, so next question is from, let's see, paintball and, uh, lip underscore poppin. Uh, their question is how does, how do you feel about your team coming into this weekend? I feel pretty good. I like the, the larger scope of the atmosphere is pretty, um, exciting. Like, you know, you said Tennessee, Louisiana, I think we've played team 13 before. I'm not sure, but I don't think we've played any of those other teams before. Um, and then like we were saying earlier, with like you know how like paintball fit teams have a specific style, X Factor teams have a specific style. We also have our own specific style that teams can't really plan for, especially because they don't see us all the time, right? They they're playing at their own fields, and so playing against these other teams that other teams also haven't seen, won't know what to expect. And so we're used to 
having to like assess for that, like how to adjust for things like that. Yeah, it's it's like playing a national event where uh, right. you know you've never played these teams before, and not only are you going blind as far as the competition that you're playing against, um, it's a blind layout as well. So it's just like I uh, almost paintball at its base form, which is just hey, or, how uh, how are your fundamentals? How is your teamwork? How is your communication? Uh, and all of that, and also like your paintball IQ. How quickly can you adjust to the layout uh, versus right. hey? We had two weekends to prepare for the layout. You've played Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you've blown, you know, X amount of money to shoot a hundred cases just practicing lanes and breakouts. And you've you've learned, you've solved the layout versus you know being a good paintball player, right? Uh, so yeah, and then uh, same person in the chat saying loss is awesome. Mike makes it amazing for us. Absolutely. Uh, I haven't been to loss since that very first day, but I definitely need to. Uh, come down uh you know make it a point to come down sometime cool so uh yeah uh this last question is bought to us by compete which is gel stewart's brand uh message him on facebook or instagram mentioned in the bits for 10 percent off of your order of soft goods so julian thank you so much for your time do you have any last shout outs or things you'd like to say before we sign off um shout out to i'm supposed to shout out clay and uh Joey for tagging me in the uh, the post when you asked if who should be on the next one. Uh, they told me to do that. Um, and I guess Mike again. Mike's just really good to us. For sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, every time I make those posts, there's there seems to be like people that I know, like the usual suspects that get tagged or uh, sometimes completely new names. And I mean, you've, you've been a staple of the local scene for a very long time, longer than most people have been playing. So uh, you were definitely someone that was on my list uh, towards the very beginning of people that I needed to get their stories on. So I'm uh, happy that we finally were able to make it happen. Nice. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So everybody tuning in, thank you guys so much. Uh, Be sure to go follow Julian. That's at Jules potato van on Instagram. Uh, what other guests would you like to see on the show? Be sure to leave a comment down below while you're at it. Hit that subscribe button. The show goes live weekly here on youtube.com slash at in the pits paintball podcast and recordings are posted to YouTube, Amazon, Apple podcasts, and Spotify the next day. I want to give a quick shout out to my partners and sponsors, FU athletics, get that shot. Uh, one sponsor that I didn't mention during the questions was paintball Kumite, which is Colt Roberts training regimen. Uh, shoot him a message on Instagram that's at Paintball Kumite and mention in the pits for a free one hour introductory session. Uh, also, shout out to Compete and Hustletown Paintball. So, uh, everybody, we will see you next week for episode 41, where we will have Andrew Howe, who is uh, his nickname is A Howe. He is the head ref on the NXL Pro Field, and he will also be the head ref at the Bunker Fest and USXBL full series this year, as far as I'm aware. Um so good luck to everybody this competing this weekend at the Bunker Fest event. Uh feel free to come say hi to me if you see me and you're at Bunker Fest. I'll be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'll be playing on uh Friday, Saturday and then helping coach our D four and our D five lines on Sunday. But if you feel uh if you see me, please uh feel free to come say hi. And uh, yeah, we will see y'all next week. Julian, thank you so much for your time.